Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of the Value Stocks podcast with your host, Alex Middleton. Today is April 30th, 2019, and we are talking about Starbucks Corporation, symbol SBUX on the NASDAQ stock exchange. Current market cap for Starbucks is $95 billion with an enterprise value of $100 billion and a trailing PE of 33. The stock is currently trading at a share price of $76, up from a low of $47 or a $58 billion market cap in July of 2018, which equates to an easy $37 billion market cap gain in less than a year. Not bad. I currently do not have a position in Starbucks and do not plan on initiating one in the near future. The main reason I decided to cover this stock today is because one of our listeners had asked if I had any thoughts about the stock back in February. Because I was familiar with the business, having visited many of its locations off and on again in the past 20 years, I thought I would take a dive in and take a look at its financials. Starbucks Corporation was founded in 1971 and is based in Seattle, Washington. They operate as a roaster, marketer, and retailer of specialty coffee worldwide. The company operates in four segments, Americas, China, Asia, Pacific, Europe, Middle East, and Africa, and channel development. Starbucks does not franchise its stores, but either owns or licenses them worldwide. The company licenses its trademarks through licensed stores and grocery and food service establishments. It offers its products under several brand names, including, but not limited to, Starbucks, Tivana, Tezo, Seattle's Best Coffee, and Evolution Fresh. Long-term investors in Starbucks have done very well in the past 48 years. In 1987, Starbucks had a total of 17 stores. And as of the most recent quarter, they had just eclipsed the 30,000 unit mark, which is just shy of 75% 75 of the total number of restaurants currently held by McDonald's, who is the company with the most food service restaurant locations in the world. While the growth, growth has been impressive, it is inevitable that this growth eventually slows down. The weight of a larger company that has already expanded to as many corners of the world that can afford $10 caffeinated beverages will slowly run out and corporate strategy and expectations must be realigned. A slowdown in growth happens to every company eventually and the best hope for the long-term investor is that the entity settles into a position in which they have a large brand moat as well as the ability of maintaining market share while charging premium prices indefinitely, with excess profits being returned to shareholders via buybacks and dividends. In the past 12 years, revenue at Starbucks has compounded at an annual rate of about 10% per year, and by my best estimation, owners' earnings have compounded at a rate slightly above that in the same time frame, somewhere between 11 and 12%. This growth has been driven by a modest increase in store sales as well as the continually, continual opening of new stores every year. Starbucks has opened roughly 7% more new stores per year since 2006, with store sales roughly keeping up with inflation over the same time frame. The tailwinds of Starbucks's future growth will be driven by the the pace of the increasing purchase power of emerging markets as more of their potential customers can increasingly afford to buy products there. 
I believe that if Starbucks can maintain their global brand popularity, their runway for growth is very long due to the lack of saturation of their locations in growth economies in Asia relative to developed countries like Canada and the United States. If you make the assumption that Starbucks will eventually reach the same levels of concentration, you have established your bull thesis and the future is looking very bright. But what could go wrong with this? For one, the prediction of Starbucks having the same level of concentration of stores in these developing countries relies on their population being able to afford the products from its stores. If the population can't afford the products in the stores now, then your thesis will have to rely on them being able to afford these, those product, products in the future. Currently, Starbucks is aiming for 10% earnings per share growth, which is derived from overall revenue growth of 7% to 9%, based on global comp growth of 3 to 4% and net store growth of 6 to 7%. This seems to be in line with their performance that they have achieved in the past 10 years, having grown store count at a compounded annual growth rate of 7.41%. Also included in this earnings per share growth target is a margin expansion of 2%, which is hoped to bring non-GAAP operating income to 8 to 10%. And with an anticipated 2% benefit from ongoing share purchases, they have established a strategy to achieve their earnings per share growth of 10%. This is a rate of growth that management expects to sustain for the foreseeable future. The question for us as investors is this. Is this target realistic and does this anticipated growth rate match up with the current market cap of the organization and, or, and underwent assumed current owner's earnings, owner's earnings, growth rate and interest rates is the market using to establish the value? These are the three variables that the market is using to determine the value of the enterprise. If we make assumptions on two of the variables, then we can generally work backwards to determine what the market is applying for the third variable. For example, based on Starbucks's recent history, let's assume that owners' earnings are $3 billion to $3.5 billion, and their growth rate will be exactly what management anticipates or is reaching for. By using a higher risk-free rate in your calculation of intrinsic value, it will result in an investor willing to pay a lower multiple for earnings than if they decide to use a lower risk-free rate in their calculations. As mentioned earlier, Starbucks is currently trading a P, trailing PE of 33 and a forward PE of 26. If you buy Starbucks today, it is my belief that you are essentially making a bet on interest rates being lower for longer. The value that you are willing to pay for Starbucks is also depending on how confident you are in them achieving their growth targets and margin improvements. For this, we can mostly look at the potential in their fastest growing regions in Asia and how fast and how far they can expand further into the region. I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if Starbucks meets these goals as a business, but I also do not think it is a very good investment to make at today's prices because the market is pricing in the higher end of an optimistic outlook on growth targets and interest rates. If you're wrong on the prediction of any one of those variables, used to calculate the intrinsic value of the stock, then your expected return will come down. Over time, Starbucks could face a few pressures in the regions, one being competition and the other being the number of people who can afford to drink their products. Eventually, the potential for Starbucks will be there in China if China and the rest of Asia continue to grow, but their growth is limited right now, even if they do not face any competition. For example, currently there are, there are 3,200 owned and licensed locations in China. 
if you just extrapolate the U.S. density of Starbucks locations relative to their population, China could end up with 25,000 stores one day if China's purchasing power eventually matches the U.S. This is a long pipeline for growth, but the assumption is a bit simplistic. There are quite a few other variables which will determine Starbucks' future results as a company. So if you assume that Starbucks growth is inevitable, and depending on where you see long-term interest rates and what you think the company's normalized owner's earnings are, you could somehow justify Starbucks' current stock price as being reasonable. If you think low rates are going to be around for a long time, then you can justify paying a high price on a stock that has a very high degree of probability of producing consistent owner earnings indefinitely into the future. But if you think interest rates are going to become more normalized over time, then the attractiveness of the stock becomes a lot less, as do all stocks for that matter. Starbucks multiple will contract if interest rates rise in the future. I think a fair value for the stock is between $50 and $55 right now. I want to ensure listeners understand this correctly because when I have talked about similar things in the past, the comments have often been misinterpreted and that I do not think the business will perform well. I do believe that Starbucks business will do well. It could even exceed their targets, but having a high degree of confidence in the business and having a high degree of confidence in the stock price doing well during the same time frame are two different things. In the next 10 years, I think it's very likely that Starbucks will be a much larger organization with more stores, more revenue, and more earnings. But I do not think the multiple in the stock correctly reflects the most likely returns to the stock in the next 10 years, especially if interest rates normalize a bit more to higher levels. I currently rate the stock a 4 out of 10. Starbucks is a great company, but I do not anticipate it will be getting any cheaper in the near term and do not plan on following up on it in the near future. Other things that investors may want to look at, look into if they decide to investigate Starbucks further are its increase in debt in the past year, which has diminished the quality of their balance sheet a bit. I should also mention that they repurchased a fairly large chunk of shares, shares in the past few quarters. That's also, that's, so anyways, that's all I have for you today on Starbucks. If you have any comments or questions regarding this episode or any other episodes, feel free to send an email to valuestockspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can send an email directly to me at alex at stockwriteups.com. Remember, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. We are not making any recommendations or providing financial advice. I encourage everyone to do their own research before making an investment and or seek the advice of an experienced financial professional. Thanks for listening and have a great day.